0: What's That From has a Patreon at patreon.com slash whatsthatfrom. Sign up to get episodes ad-free in a week early. Plus, get access to Patreon-only content like our What's That From 10 to 1 series, where we review the last sketch of the night on Saturday Night Live. It tends to be the weird one, so we have a good time talking about them.
1: Follow our Instagram at hey, What's that From for the best and most memorable comedy clips, including a lot of the stuff we talk about on the show.
0: You can also buy merch for our show at Redbubble. Follow the link in our show notes or find a shop called What's That From Sheer Hubris at Redbubble.com.
1: Wait, what's that from? What's that from? What is that from? (laughs) (laughs) Hello,
0: everybody. Recording live from somewhere. It's Nate. Welcome back to What's That From? It's great to have you here, and it's great to welcome our very special guest on this week's episode, Andrew T. Andrew is a television writer, comedy writer, and the co-host, the outstanding podcast, Yo Is This Racist. In fact, he and his co-host, Tony Newsom, have an entire podcast network that they started, Suboptimal Podcasts. Yo Is This Racist, I would say, is like the flagship show that took them to the level where they could create their own podcast network. But we had a great conversation with Andrew. We talked about comedy. We talked about writing. We talked about art. We talked about his podcast and our podcast. Andrew approached doing our show with this thought that he wasn't going to be a great guest, when in fact, he was such a good guest that it changed our podcast forever maybe did it I don't know you're gonna to have to listen to every podcast before this episode and then every podcast after and then decide for yourself and by every podcast I mean every pod not just our podcast all podcasts you need to listen to them all if you start now you could probably do it because it's still finite it's not like books it's not like you can't read all the books. All the podcasts, you might be able to do it in a lifetime. It might still be possible. But I would say in about a year, no longer possible. So you have this amount of time between now and next year at this time to listen to all podcasts. And then you could decide if our podcast changed. I don't know why you need to listen to all podcasts. But in any case, listen to this episode of our podcast because it's an especially good one. Andrew has great insights about his work and about work in general, the work that is working in the arts. Maybe it's applicable to all work. I don't know. I'm letting the thread of this intro just go where it goes. In any case, listen to this episode. Then go check out is This Racist. Check out Yo, Can We Live? Check out all the podcasts on the Suboptimal Podcast Network. I'm giving a big promo to Andrew's Podcast Network, because I'm a big fan of his podcast and of his work and of Andrew. And I think if you listen to this episode, you're going to be a fan too. We had a great time talking to him. He really does have really thoughtful perspectives that were really the kind of stuff that we love to talk about. So uh, uh, though he came in thinking he may not be the great greatest guest, um, he turned out to really be uh, a, a really special contributor to our show and when you listen to the episode you'll see why thanks everybody for tuning in we hope you enjoy the episode andrew good to see you thank you for being hey here. Nice. Hi. Thanks. hi
2: thanks for having me how's it going guys
0: it's great i love that you and jeff knew each other and we I didn't know that you knew, like, yeah. we knew each other, totally guys, independent worlds. I didn't know you guys yeah. knew each other either, yeah.
1: It's, it's, uh, it's, what's your connection, Jeff and Andrew? Beckerman. Yeah. Andy okay. Beckerman. You've heard me tell tale, and Andrew has had to hear this on multiple podcasts, but it, when we met, it was the last, oh, yeah, sure. it was the day <laughs> of lockdown, or no, the day yeah. of basically like letting them know the pandemic was a thing. It was the day NBA got locked down. E- right. Yes. The day Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks got Hanks. it. And it was the right. day that me and Andrew sat closer than two human beings yeah. could ever sit at a wedding party for yeah, Andy Beckerman. We and in... Oh wait, are are we talking about that publicly? I've said it all the time. I've said it multiple times publicly. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like the last thing I did. And then you would be basically fed each other French fries. Uh it was really, yeah. We were all we were all on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. um, so did they yeah. have like
0: an orgy wedding? Like, you're, what you're describing is like a Caligulan. No, it was just. Yeah. it was close. Yeah. It was
2: an orgy it was of just like Well, it <laughs> okay. was it was like probably like I don't know, 25 people at a 20 person table,
1: which is a good sign you for know, them. People were like, "We want to celebrate you." Yeah, and yeah, no one it was crammed down. in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and um, me and Andrew I, were both solo, any... so we were both next to each other. And we, I, I oh, mean, legit, right. there was a point where you were like, do you want one of these fries? <laughs> and, like, you're giving me one. Yeah. I'm like, let me dip into that. <laughs> well, it was, it was just sort of not
2: clear yeah. what to do. But, I mean, almost yeah. there but was in... a
1: French fry in my mouth as my wife texted me, I'm in the middle of Wisconsin, should I be coming home? And I was like, yeah.
2: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably the answer was no. You should have gone to Wisconsin. She was there, right? She, she was also. Yeah. yeah. No, you. You should. Oh, have, I should have. Yeah. 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 I would have
1: been safer there. Yes.
2: <laughs> there was. There's probably also though, despite all that stuff happening then. I think the retrospect. Why are we doing? Covid strategy. I know. Um, <laughs>
1: you know. Let, the,
2: in, let's reevaluate what in, we did. in in, <laughs> in retrospect, probably like partying that month of March, and then just be because I think everyone was like, "Ah, we could. We'll just. We could get a handle of this." And just like, had we realized it wasn't quite that bad in the moment, right. but we weren't going to get a handle right. on it, you probably could have like, you know, done one last thing in the before month before we March.
1: realized that society mm. wasn't going to come together as uh, a yeah. collective
2: <laughs> yeah but that was that would only have exacerbated that not coming together
1: look I yes i in retrospect i should have fed you more food out of my hands
2: is really yeah what's that going, was well oh, fuck it yeah i mean really <laughs> I, th- I think yeah. what you
0: guys are saying is that you had the best time you could have had right
2: before lockdown at this wedding very tasty like food that time. um yeah. No, we could have had a better time. Yes. That That is my regret, <laughs> is like not like considering that, like, should have just had a better yeah. time.
1: Yeah. Cause that was like maybe the last thing. And the vibe was starting to get palpable at the table with just like various yeah. little sections. And it was just like all of a sudden people would kind should of we? disappear
2: here or there. And you're like, uh oh. Well, it was also strangers yeah. and like, yeah. 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 Already those. So you guys were at
0: the, were yeah. you at the like all solo
2: attendees? Table, well, it was it was like a small. It was really more of like a big dinner. Yes. So okay. it was it was like a yeah, just a little little thing. So it was like a long um, table,
1: but they definitely like sat too many people. Not even. Well, I'm not even yeah. talking pandemic. It's just this restaurant just maybe put too many people yeah, at yep. that size of a table. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. A, I think yeah, person with social anxiety like me sometimes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was a
2: little back room yeah.
0: kind of thing. So there wasn't um, like a "Don't Stop Believing" dance floor and.
2: No, okay. nothing like that. No, nothing okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So it wasn't as much, but like you know, it just like I like, I think I like probably went home at a reasonable hour. I was just like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. As opposed to like you know, had I had I known a little Bang bit more, banging rails like, oh, and <laughs> downtown and all a night. Loft. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Like yeah. That that was the the last, not the last time, but probably seemed like the last time. Remember
0: Dave uh, Attell had a joke that was, it was like an extended bit that was basically just, (laughs) oh dude, 10 minutes after you left. You ever hang out all night long and then you go home a little early? Then you get that call the
2: next day. You know that call. You should have hung out, man. (laughs) What happened? Oh,
0: (laughs) 10 minutes after you left. It's always ten minutes after you leave, when all the fun shows up. Like the mobile's a block behind you at all times. Full of strippers
3: and midgets and balloons and... every type of fun imaginable. Ten minutes after you left, the Dixie Chicks
0: broke in and fucked everybody. Even the fat boy with asthma wearing the Babylon 5 t-shirt got a hand job.
2: And oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude.
1: <laughs> Can I say,
0: That's when everything um, fun happened.
1: Insomniac <laughs> was a fun show. It was. It, yeah. That was when I actually bought the DVD for my mother once for a gift, because she just truly enjoyed it. Oh, weird. A, yeah, I don't know what it He was the perfect guy to. Yeah. to do
2: that show.
1: Yeah. You know? Doing the stuff I'm Probably. not going to do.
2: Probably... Probably in retrospect. I don't remember the show that well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's all say the caveat. We are remembering
1: Insomniac might have been fun, and we make yeah. no claims
2: to, like, episode po- three <laughs> where some probably fucked up shit
1: happens.
2: <laughs> just like, like a road comic staying out all night. And right. There's just no Dream way. Game. No, no, I don't see any problem shit. with that, Andrew. I don't, yeah, I can't even yeah. see how
1: that math equation would work out terrible for life. Here's just, a great, and it was like the nineties Yeah, yeah so like, two thousands.
0: early two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I, I feel like the people that made that show went on to make, I think if I'm right, cause I used to work in documentaries and I think the people went on to make, um, do the chef's table series. I think it was them with Favreau. Um, oh. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I was thinking dinner of five, um, Maybe they did that, too. Which is a fun Dinner show. Five. Also, in
2: retrospect, <sighs> was it a good show? I know. Um, <laughs> that one is definitely. Well, I think it was It was like a fun sort of idea.
0: Yes. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? The, the only one that I remember actually being legit, like I laughed out loud funny, was at the table was Favreau. Dom DeLuise. Oh,
1: boy. Already.
0: Peter Falk. <laughs> um, Wait, and this there is was a... a scene. I can't remember who else was at the table. But it was they were a little of that era. Like, they're a little old-timer. And I remember somebody describing the movie Like Water for Chocolate to Peter Falk. <laughs> which, by the way, I don't know if you know, another great piece of trivia. The actor who played El Guapo in Three Amigos. Yeah also a filmmaker and he directed like water for chocolate anyway so they're describing like water for chocolate to peter falk and he's sitting there going it was a was she and it was that woman in it and and uh eventually he goes i saw the picture <laughs> like he rem- <laughs> remembered it and it was this little window into like an old man's brain um,
1: uh which is some of the, the... fun of what in my memory that was the fun parts of that show. This I do already. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, we're gonna make a list at least for me in my mind of like I'm gonna end up going to watch like half of one of each of these episodes and then to reevaluate for myself if I can it, jump in. The dinner with five was a good cover. Good was a good show, sort of thing. <laughs> it becomes Plush. like a job to me. The in the insomnia
0: oh, yeah. like to know this is where insomnia insomniac lies in my brain was one time I was in Michael Manson insomnia yeah <laughs> the uh I never saw that one I, I saw don't the think I ever watched the, the Dutch version
1: one. or whatever yeah or whatever <laughs> yeah
0: the Stellan so- scars which I love <laughs> right. that was a good movie um the uh, but I was in Portland and I was at a uh, uh like a hotel that had that was in, they have these series of hotels and and movie theaters and bars and stuff that are all converted old something else and they're called McMinnimans in portland and uh one right. of them is a school and the school is now an inn and the and or like bar bar restaurant place and one and there's like a room called detention and there's a bar in there at in detention And then there's other bars you can like bounce around. And I was in there walking around going, I think I vaguely remember this from an episode of Insomniac. Like, Mm. and that's, that's how it lies in my brain. Like, did I see this before? Sure. And was Dave Attell in my dream?
1: (laughs) You know, (laughs) I mean, how, I mean, that happens. uh, Yeah. That's surprising about where I'm just like, did I live this? Right. <laughs> or did or I did watch I it? it? Yeah. Or did I dream it after I watched is it? it? Yes. Yeah, anything reality? Uh, mm. uh, I mean that actually <laughs> is something uh, to throw out to the two of you that I was thinking about mm. on my run today. Uh, and Nate, you probably know where I'm going with this because I already said something about the state, but uh, I was thinking more about it. So the state is now on Paramount Plus, and. You know the state always had a deal where like on the dvd they had to change all the music uh, mm-hmm. because of mtv they used to use all they could use the mtv music library and then it was uh, you know not available on dvd for so long because of rights and they so they changed all the music finally for the dvd to like it's not really the breeders cannonball but it kind of is and not and oh yeah so all the music is different on the dvd So it's very weird. Oh, weird. Because then all the things they had edited to this specific music bed has been changed. And so now the timing gets a little bit off. So then I started watching it on Paramount Plus streaming. I need to do some research and some WhatsApp from fans might be able to point this out. But not only did I think they changed the music a second time. So if you got used to it from the DVD, it's even weirder. But also, some of the sketches, I think they sped up the dialogue with the idea to... of syndication, is my thought. Because, like, sometimes you'll watch a Seinfeld while well, they'll make some of the dialogue just, like, a little quicker and cut little bits. Oh, to,
2: f- to fit in, like, To fit in, like, one minute. more
1: commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but so I was watching, like, Barry and LeVon, $240 worth of pudding. Now, we could have bought
2: $100 worth of pudding, and that would have been... A lot of pudding. Oh, yeah. But we had to go all the way, baby. All the way home. Uh-huh. <laughs> With $240. Worth the pudding. Worth the pudding. Oh, yeah. Now, I know what you're thinking. Marrying the bone. Where did you get $240? <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't worry. You're pretty little head about it, baby. And you your concern.
1: Worth it a doesn't. Worth a pudding. Exactly. And even that, you have a better timing in just saying that. Than how the timing is on Paramount (laughs) Plus. Thomas Lennon's voice sounds sped up. And it's not (laughs) sexual healing. So it's a weird song. And so all of a sudden the rhythms you're used to. Is when he goes like. And we had to have the pudding. It feels like. (laughs) And we had to have the pudding. It's like if you're listening to a podcast on (laughs) one and a half. And so it has a double layer of being. uh, The idea in my mind. I started thinking. I was like. Oh so like. Commerce ruined art <laughs> twice.
2: Uh, Be- uh and- yeah, I guess. Yes. Well, but also the music shit is just it's it's yeah, it's so like horrible. Right. I guess it's the the like what are you going to do with music like Having now worked on uh two two period shows, one where uh, Nate was uh on And, um, (laughs) (laughs) well, and also one where truly the music was supposed to be like the, you know, the real star of the show, it is ungodly expensive to, Mm. to use music, um, which makes sense. But I didn't realize that like, so the current state of the economy is like, I guess I'm just repeating shit I've heard. I hope it's true. Um, but, like, so apparently, basically, like, most songs you've heard of have been bought up by, like, private equity firms right. now. Mm. And so they have simply, like, you know, not exactly collusion, but basically have, like, set the floor on any music. So, like, almost any music cue now is expensive, including, like, indie bands you, like, most people haven't heard of. Anything, like, anything from, like, a that was, like part of any library is just, like, minimum, like, forty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 now. Kind of no matter what. And you can't get, like, permission from the artist. There, there's, like, I mean, so sometimes there's an additional, like, approval of the artist, but there's no, like, oh, this is my buddy, you know, yeah, you can have my song. Right. Because everything is no longer owned by the artist, pretty much.
1: I mean, it probably gets, like, at this point, uh, music gets just, like, sold around, like, mortgages. Like for yeah, like, we're like yeah, I've yeah, gone yeah. through three different mortgage lenders with my house just because like every once in a while there's be like, eh, hey, we sold yours in a package." Yeah,
2: it's a it's all bundled right. gets grouped together. together.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. But it's also yeah. weird. Like I was like, I guess like here's the next layer that I was thinking about because I was like, yeah, like it's it's more of a bummer of like with the state where you know we yeah. know as comedy is that you 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 cut you edit stuff to a rhythm, and so if the rhythm gets off, oh, yeah, it's yeah. like. A Zoom recording. It just kind of keeps getting off
2: and off. I'm and surprised. Off. I guess they wouldn't spend this kind of money on that. They're they're just like having the editors, probably honestly taking the original track, getting the close BPM and style, yeah. and just being like good enough. But
1: that's the crazy mm-hmm. part. this second round? Like I remember distinctly Michael Ian e. Black buying pants. The, the uh-huh. rhythm of Cannonball was like more like fucking yeah. under pressure. And vanilla ice. Like it was like don't not don't Like and now mm-hmm. the song is like totally out of control. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, even have the yeah. same VPNs. But also I realized this is calling bullshit on my memory and all of us in general. It's like I I have said it that's like, well, that is what the state wanted. And I'm speaking, of course, as just the outside, not knowing the ins and outs, but like what they wanted was this original idea. But at the same time, parts of the original idea were manipulated by the fact that they worked for MTV so that they had right, to right. go, like they used the MTV library cause it was cheaper, but also it worked as like a commercial and like Louie, the, uh, you know, the balls sketch existed as a reaction to MTV saying we want character uh. sketches with catchphrases. Ooh. So it's like, even that I'm like, well, you know, I, it's more of like, like, I don't know, it connects to the nostalgia thing, too, where I was like, is it the nostalgia? Like, I do think that the closest to the clearest content of those sketches was that original version. But even that was tainted. Right, 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 right. Combined with all of well, our memories. Was... Like, if we, if we grew up on the West Coast, we don't we, if we watched SNL live, we don't know the live feed. Like, mm-hmm. they could have filled in the dress rehearsal one. Like and that one became you have uh, never saw the original one, and so this shared
2: collective nostalgia gets all mushy in the first place.
1: Like it just is.
2: Well, but then it's also like, eh, did it matter that much? Right. I mean right. the the mush also kind of highlights the fact that like,
0: yeah, yes. <laughs> so that that was one of the things. First of all, hi.
1: Yeah, Andrew. This is how
0: we Thanks do for this. Being here. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um. That was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Like when we've hung out, and when we uh, have talked comedy, whenever that's come up, uh, there's we I do get the sense that we have like all the coll- same collective touchstones for things, <clears throat> and uh, but I don't know what the ones are that get you excited, because I often. Oh. You know, when it, when we, we often when we talk, the the sense I get is like it was fine, it, yeah. Exactly the exactly the way you just described. Yeah, does it
2: matter? You know. So I I I think um, this might. Yeah, I I I hear you. And actually, the the sort of reason why I might not be such a not that i'm gonna be a great guest but you're fantastic the reason the reason i might not be an optimal guest for this show is that like i i think like unlike a lot of people working in comedy i actually really 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 um do not hold like strong attachments to comedy specifically like I, I know everyone sort of says like comedy's ephemeral, da 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 but I I do think a lot of people don't really believe it. Right. Like there's like the this is a classic element. Mm-hmm. And I really like it's sort of I, and look, this might now that I'm about to say it out loud, like maybe this is like truly is just a problem with my brain. But like my my other uh, my other thing that I, I sort of I'm like that like my favorite Star Wars movie is whatever one I watched last. Right. Sure. Like, it's just like, they're all fine. It's great. You know, like even the bad ones, I'm like, you know, once I watch it, I'm like, ah, it's great. You know, and, but but that also is because like, I think I clearly don't develop as deep an attachment to stuff. But like, like, so for instance, I remember, pr- I think every state sketch, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like, And this, I don't know. I I really don't know. My relationship to, like, media is just, like, I think different than a lot of folks that, like, nominally love it. Like, I I love comedy fine, but I don't Hmm. really... I truly, like, any given thing, I'm always happy to throw out. Like, I, I just am never, like, attached to stuff in the way that I think a lot of people are.
1: That is... Why you're going to be a good guest, and
2: why you're
0: a stellar, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stellar guest? Because that not only is that like uh, thought, like I, I want to get to into that and like talk about it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but also I wonder what the overlap is with what I hear in your podcast, you know, and in mm. and I wonder if that's in your work. where the kind of like yeah just that that sort of like sometimes when I listen to uh your podcast I I think like I can hear your exhaustion you know like (laughs) with with like and granted you've done it for a long time so I understand where it's coming from and I also understand
2: the <laughs> well, sometimes I'm also very tired because we sure. have been recording on Sunday <laughs> afternoons, sure. and I'm just like, "Oh, why am I awake?"
0: <laughs> well, it's I love, and but, I also no, love yeah. that
2: like what what part of the
0: exhaustion you could tell is like I can't believe we're still talking about this. Like I'm yeah I'm yeah spent yeah. on and and the frequency with which you're like we'll save that that's for the other podcast and then you're like why don't we just do the other podcast now you know like <laughs> that <laughs> happens so frequently that I, I understand where that comes from but I also like that to me is like it, how connected is that kind of like I don't want to say lack of enthusiasm but the like
2: no no, no. Of, I but know. I think lack of enthusiasm like is totally fair I truly last year or two somewhere during covid i was like true i was like worried that i had like like a fucking like hormonal disorder i was like Mm -hmm. do i just like not like stuff or like hate stuff i feel like my i was worried i think that has since dissipated honestly probably a little bit in conjunction with starting therapy but i had a i had a time when i was like are my is my like range of emotion narrowing like is something wrong with me do you know like anhedonia or or whatever like the very but also like yeah like sort of like whatever the opposite of or i guess this is probably a different type of mood disorder but like you know like like a classic probably incorrect like media depiction of bipolarness or whatever Mm -hmm. i was like i feel like i have the opposite of that Mm -hmm. i'm just like you know i felt like my highs and lows were like narrowing. yeah Yeah, i was like Mm -hmm. i like i'm always kind of like that's fine (laughs) uh and then i had and then i had some moments especially you know pre vaccination covid when i got very dark and i was like okay well at least i have that still open to me (laughs) right (laughs) and then you know and then it's like i still get depressed fuck yeah Kind of. Oh. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I think it's like so. So who knows? I'm sure I just said a bunch of stuff that people are like screaming into their you know, headphones like you just have this phenomenon that I clearly identified or whatever. But like, yeah, it was like legitimately a problem. But or I don't know. I was concerned it might be a problem. I, Almost by definition, yeah. I didn't care very much. But I was like, <laughs> is this bad? I, don't know. I mean, I Should feel I like that's this? something we've
1: <laughs> kind of even discussed a little. I mean, part of it, even the journey is. of doing this podcast was like, you know, me and Nate, one of the ways we relate to each other as friends is like just remembering the stuff we liked. Uh, but with always the layer of, you know, we realized recently, it's like if we weren't doing this podcast, we were doing this when we were in New York. We would walk for like four hours mm-hmm. and talk <laughs> about things we liked, but also therapy and our issues mm-hmm. and life and mm-hmm. what it meant about us and our changing tastes and what that meant about our mindset, et cetera. And I do think that's even, to me, part of the journey of this is uh, figuring out where you're like, well, I, I, I maybe do have less of a uh, strong one way or the other about a lot of stuff. Uh, As I get older, but also I do think a combination is something we've kind of talked about or have talked about that like a reaction to especially during COVID and the pandemic to social media's embracing of you either love this thing more than anything in the world or you hate it more than anything in the world. And Mm -hmm. like for me where I'm like, I don't know. I'm watching the Batman literally last night. I'm like, it's okay. Like, yeah. I'm really one way or the yeah. other. Like, like every other scene. Like, and it's refreshing to not actually be like, I will kill you for not liking Halloween. Yeah. I will yeah. embrace you for, like, I mean, especially for me, I've always, I've said this before, but I've always had the issue of, like, well, I don't really love the people who like the things I like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, not a yeah. good, I think that's it's not like a good checkoff of, like, oh, you like the things I like? We'll definitely be friends. Like,
2: yeah, it's almost the opposite yeah. for a lot of for a lot of comedy, especially. I'm just like, Ooh. well, anyone who really, yeah, liked, yeah. I, I think for me probably, uh, uh, our mutual friend Nate, like Jessica Gow's, uh, you know, episode of Rick and Morty was specifically just like, almost by definition, anyone who loves this shit is horrible. But mm-hmm. I still like yeah. it. Eh.
1: Yeah. Well, and that because that to me that's also we've talked about like that's like being an adult it's like being, is realizing you can have two ideas in your head. Like I love metal more than anything. And people who like it are dumb, including me. I love comedy more than anything. I love horror movies. Keep listing them off. And it's really like, including me, it's dumb to be into it. And it's the greatest thing ever. What do you do with that? (laughs) Like in, in terms of comedy, something we both have talked about, I think is like specifically for something like stand up. at least for me, I know, (laughs) but I think Nate, we've talked about this. That's like, Something at one point we would be like, yeah, when we were in high school, we really loved stand up, and now I'm like, wait, do I have an actual problem with stand up?
3: <laughs> like, yeah. like,
0: yeah, more of like an yeah. actual
1: like, like not enough to like be like, let's shut it down, but I'm just like, I'm just not interested in that world.
2: Uh, yeah, I I think I'm I'm one step further. I mean, part of partially my problem is I, and this also might talk be just about comedy in general. But so I worked at Comedy Central um, as a digital media producer from like, I don't know, probably 2006 to 2013, something like that, maybe 2005, like a long time. In, um, in LA or in New York? In New York. And they actually moved me to LA. Okay. Because um, okay. I, I had one year in a kind of nice way in like my late 20s where like, I think I like literally spent more calendar days in Los Angeles than new york so i was mm-hmm. like okay is well, that what
1: made the know, move it's... essentially like that was your like final move.
2: yeah to i think i think they yeah the digital media department didn't have anyone really in la so it was like i kind of volunteered um to go out come out here and then yeah and then as far as path goes and then i started meeting like working comedy writers and i was like <laughs> yeah you guys <laughs> i can mm-hmm. fucking do this are you fucking kidding me right. you people are the funniest motherfuckers around like i don't think so so <laughs> um No, but but uh, so I I, career out of spite. Well, yeah, I was just like whatever works, man. You know, I mean,
1: because there is a truth where I'm like, it's nice when you're like, well, I know Andrew's a comedy writer, and I think he's funny, so that's actually a plus because sometimes you're like, really,
2: (laughs) what is wrong with me then? (laughs) Yeah, Um, but uh, uh, so there is an element of you know. Probably I, I worked in the ice cream factory a little bit yeah. too long. So I was just like, I cannot watch another fucking second of stand-up comedy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. live or on tape or anything. Just like ever. Um, I, I actually did watch uh, Rothaniel uh, yesterday mm. night. Uh, I, was, I logged into the uh, HBO app to consider watching Batman. And I was like, I don't... <laughs> Want to do this right now? That running time really <laughs> um, scared me
1: last night. I was like, "This is yeah. not me anymore."
2: <laughs> so, so I, I watched Drawed uh, uh, Carmichael's special instead, and it was like good and fine, but probably I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think I just, I don't love stand up, and then the like cult of stand up, I think, has like become an active bad. Force in the world, yes. like, yeah, like the the that. the people that like essentially like it's the same way that like when you're like oh Nancy Pelosi's kid went to Mar-a-Lago for New Year's Eve like a couple years ago, is it, it the the way that like that like cocktail party is more important than like anything you allegedly right. believe in the like. Ginsburg and Scalia being best friends, it's like <laughs> the club is more important than your beliefs. Because sure. I was like, how could you do this? And you see the same thing that is essentially the like, you know, late night at the store or like the green room of that, like seems to override anything that you say on stage. Right. Like, I, I think to me, the like, not that any of these were that disappointing, but like, like Michelle Wolf like, going on tour with Louis C.K., I think, like, one of those yeah. moments, I was like, oh, right, the thing that's important to you is, like, The cool kids like table? Like, stand, stand-up, stand-up is more, yes, exactly, stand-up is more, the concept of that green room is more important to you than, like, the shit that you allegedly believe. And that's, like, weirdest to me in stand-up, the medium where it's supposed to be an individual putting themselves out there. Right. Mm-hmm. But, like, so many so many standups i know like defend the act of standing with a microphone above mm. the content of what gets said
1: well Andrew, i don't know if like, you know this but uh back in the day only the court jester <laughs> was the one who <laughs> yeah. could speak truth to power yeah. so yeah I'm,
2: i might be the first one to say this uh this this, this whole like yeah like like yeah, th- this whole idea, like somewhere, I guess it was the way that the '70s ruined everything.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <Right.
2: laughs> like somewhere between Pryor and Carlin, like people thinking that that is, you know, this philosopher king bullshit is like truly damaging. These people j- genuinely think they're saying something amazing. I mean, the the like any recent Dave Chappelle thing, right. you're just like. Do you really think this is that fucking smart? Like, that is wild. Yeah. Well, and it's
1: this weirdness you know, of not being able to smell your own shit. Like, yeah. and, that, and it's like this, and to me, and I think for, you know, me and Nate are always talk about, like, that, like, reality is, like, the goal. And that the reality, to me, is that we are all idiots and <laughs> geniuses at the same time, like, sort of thing. Like, to right. realize you're a dumbass is how life kind of should be, just because it allows you to have, like... Maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> like maybe what I'm doing on this microphone isn't that important. But I enjoy, it. like you know, like to not yeah. acknowledge the uh, uh,
2: the conflict of it, like the yes, yeah. is- well, or the the like. I might be wrong. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing that is important, not the like proclamations about whatever. Right. It's like I might be y- yeah. wrong. I'm probably yeah. wrong.
0: I. I am hesitant to wade into these waters, but uh, the uh, the I, I'm sorry. I'm looking. I I just moved, and we're across the street from a school, and the kids are walking out, and there's all these like lingering Easter uh, children, <laughs> like they still are wearing like ears, bunny ears and stuff. Um, Can't the, let it go. I would say that the. The um, the Chappelle and the Seth Rogans and stuff. I actually feel like they have it more figured out than we give them credit for because they know that what they say doesn't really matter. They're still gonna earn, yeah. Their I, millions, but you know, yeah. I guess what so, I mean though with that, yeah, yeah. They it's actually just, do. I mean, Rogan says, "I don't know. I don't I don't I don't take me seriously. I'm just a comedian." He says stuff like that all the time.
2: Oh, and, sure, sure, sure. You know, jo- Joe Rogan. You mean Joe yeah. Rogan? Seth, Rogen. What Seth Rogan. What a
1: fucking asshole. You know. <laughs> well, but that is the thing. Uh, That's that it's, it's like that extension of. And Nate has heard me That's talk true. about this yeah. too much, but like I sometimes think that the beginning of one of the downfalls was uh, the Daily Show and uh, Mm. the idea of Jon Stewart being like, look, we're just a comedy show. This isn't news. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. but it is to some people. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You're kind of just denying your power.
2: I guess that's maybe the difference is it's not like saying I might be wrong, but believing I might be wrong. Those Mm -hmm. guys (laughs) say I might be wrong with 100% falseness. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. From from Jon Stewart to Dave Chappelle to to, uh, Joe Rogan. Like... I'm just asking questions. I mean, no, you're not right. like, you know, and it's, it's to me like so transparent. Right. Um, I but agree. maybe, I maybe agree. that's like, I, I guess, but like I genuinely, I'm like, I'll fucking know this is what I think. This is right. what I yeah. think. Uh, cause you know, when on my podcast, I say shit that I'm ill informed about, <laughs> but not not informed about, right. I guess. Right. And, and the thing and that, that we bring that I think is useful ahead. to the table is just like a different perspective.
0: That's like, how I, what I, that's why how, why I tell people to listen to your podcast and how <laughs> I recommend it. Uh, I yeah. say, I say, yeah. If you want to hear a take from people who have maybe have an opinion that you haven't heard, but are yeah, experienced I, with it, you know, yeah. listen to this podcast.
2: I think that's that's the thing because it's like, yeah, we're not fucking sociologists. I mean, granted, whatever. Andrew's sitting like, here
1: wearing sunglasses. <laughs> And his shirt says I tell it like it is. Uh it's all- and it's you know, it's awkward that he's trying to pull it's, this shit on us. keeps but-
0: keeps pushing himself back from the table going,
1: <laughs> I don't know,
2: bro. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, but <laughs> I yeah, I think that's and look, I, I think like having any kind of genuine like self doubt is the only thing that makes comedy work. And, right. and I don't think Look, and I guess it probably is just, like, some version of the industry and money starts taking that away. Right. Um, Also, the fact that, like, people are, like, pathologically unable to, including in evaluating themselves, like, separate being good at one thing and being good at everything. Like, Dave Chappelle is really incisive with the experience of black men. And he is incredibly ignorant with everything else. <laughs> Elon Musk is good at marketing and was lucky with like venture capital a couple times. <laughs> you know, his, he, he took he took that like blood emerald money that his parents gave him <laughs> and like, you know, was able to like luck out. But like, it is so, because I like, I like, I feel like I'm good at a couple things and like, I'm, kind of okay smart at some other stuff but like i don't know i don't think i will ever get to the point where like my skills in one area mean that i think like commenting on something else makes sense like right I think I think I've learned that like just to know my limits better than other successful. When
1: people, virtuoso metal guitarists and success- chime in on things, that would happen during the pandemic all the time. It'd be like Ingvae Malmsteen's ideas about the, the vaccine. I'd be like, okay, like I mean, it's like <laughs> a literal non-headline. Like it's just like he's good at a sweeping right. arpeggio. Yeah. And other than that, yeah, yeah, I got no other credentials. <laughs> him knowing anything here so why am i even looking at this combined with if you are like like the thing i'll give Chappelle is that like he is like metallica to me and i've said this before but it's like you watch some kind of monster and you're like metallica is so far beyond what they were because they are surrounded by this metallica inc like corporate they don't even understand human being decisions anymore like yeah. and so and sometimes i'll even that i'm just like well why am i listening to that that makes it harder sometimes with that type of standup because i'm just like well why am i listening to this viewpoint of like a billionaire <laughs> like
2: well and th- this is where i think my like my i don't know my my relationship to comedy is helpful it is just st- at, I, you know, I I say this on my podcast, I say this, it's, this is some shit that for whatever reason with my brain is very easy for me to say. And I understand it's not as easy for everyone to do this or be me, but it's very easy for me to jettison any piece of culture. I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. I don't care. It's great. Oh, that guy sucks. Great. Fine. Peace. Right. Like, it's just very easy. I think it is a little, and this might be like a, though I'm an old man, like my kind of millennial-ish Z brain, which is that, like, I truly think of, like, culture as, like, a stream more than, like, discrete pieces. Um, And that's one thing that's helped me, like, podcast- um, about a tough topic is that I don't think of my, myself as making like little gems that need mm. to be perfect. Each one, it's just a forever conversation mm-hmm. that you can amend. You can talk. It's like, like the thing that, that, that I think let's, lets me make, um, let's us make Yozis racist. I guess I don't know if Tani has this relationship necessarily is that I'm like, you can say whatever thing you're ignorant about because you can then say the next thing. There's always more um going forward um and so like that is the thing that lets me just continue um and, and but i i feel that way about like tv writing i feel that way about like the few times i've done stand up i'm just like if i like this i could just do more right um and, and or i like this like s- the this feeling of this thing but like nothing is the product mm-hmm. um
1: I think it taps so, into know. my wife wrote a book on it and, and Nate has heard this many times, but that is a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Like the fixed mindset is the idea of like, well, I don't know how to do standup. So I'll never do stand up. I don't know how to write. So I'll never write. I don't want to play guitar versus growth is, and we're talking in terms of skills and she used it in terms of teaching kindergartners, et cetera. But it's like, if you're like, I'm not great at painting, but I will try. And I probably bet you the next yeah. one will be better. It's like this acknowledgement that that also happens in our uh, viewpoints, and that should be the way it is, that it's just like, you know, we kind of keep growing, we keep can reevaluate, and that our things we create are a snapshot of that time, and that it should maybe get better, and it's not necessarily... I think part of it t- taps into it because we're all getting older. Like it's like you know we also get played into the idea of like well you're getting
2: older you're gonna get worse, and it's just yeah. like or it'll change. Just uh, you know you know where I think I may have gotten my mindset from now that I'm thinking about it, at least creatively is uh, I I didn't major in photography, but I I like was like realized too late that I only wanted to do photography when I was in college. Um, so I, I, I was able, they, I, I even, I, I was able to do like the senior seminar that you're supposed to be a major for. So I like got to do all the classes basically. Um, and, uh, the head of the department where I went, uh, since canceled. So I guess I won't break He was like sleeping <laughs> with undergrads. Uh, but the thing that he did bring to the table that was really good, I think was like, um, and I, I think this is like a photographer's mindset, which is like, it's not about you're not making a perfect picture. Like, it's about making a body of work that says something. And the the thing is not like, you know, there isn't there isn't a picture that can say everything you want to say. Um and, and like and I think that combined with, you know, the existence of um motion pictures, film. I was gonna say film, but then that got <laughs> tricky but like like you know tele <laughs> recorded recorded video medium um is like yeah it's it is very clear right like like any movie is just whatever like tens of thousands of still frames um hundreds of thousands probably millions um of still frames it's just like, 50 like you put together you put Brilliant. together yeah. um 24 frames per second. How many seconds? (laughs)
1: Okay. That's a queer the two. uh, A lot.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But, but like, like, and and I think that, that was, but you know, so, so like, um, for, for our senior project, like we had to make a book as opposed to like, even like make a collection of photographs. We had to make like a book and think of it in terms of like, what does this say? And like that to me, and you know, because I was sort of doing relatively like, like sort of landscapey things start basically started becoming like um like a storyboard um mm-hmm. and, and but i i think that's one thing that definitely pushed me in the direction of like yeah no no one thing matters it's like a stream it's a body yeah. of work it's a body as opposed to a set a series of things yeah um i I I love that we're talking about this because it is
0: like this is I was not kidding when I think both of us were like excited to to connect on this even though you thought it, you wouldn't be a great guest. This is it's it's really curious to me because it's such a different take than I think you would recognize too like so many people in entertainment are all about like this is the best movie. Yeah, you mm-hmm. have to see this. It's like it's the best performance. It's the best. It's the best shot movie ever. Yeah, it's the best take. That, on like Batman, like that Batman, that Twitter you know?
2: feed. Like one perfect shot. Right. It's like that is what a weird way to view movies. Yeah.
1: So because also but, but nine true, times out of ten on my end, I'm like, that was the perfect shot in that film. That I definitely yeah, yeah, saw yeah, yeah. many others. I've yeah. watched that movie before.
0: <laughs> yeah, but
1: a lot of what Jeff and I talk
0: about is, um how when we connect to stuff in this very visceral way that makes us feel really fulfilled and satisfied it's it's extremely personal like we don't necessarily Mm -hmm. think that somebody else is gonna I I don't I wouldn't put a Twitter feed out of like this is a perfect shot I might put it I do put an Instagram feed out that's like these are moments that I think about constantly because mm-hmm. they they resonated with me and they still do and I don't necessarily know why but there's mm-hmm. something special about it the crafting of it I could do the same thing with moment I mean we've talked about the correlation between m- moments of TV or moments of uh, of movies with moments of songs or songs in a song on, on an album or an album in the context of someone's you know discography or whatever Mm -hmm. um the same can be said of fine art like all of these things were just like i don't know why like but that one really resonates with me and it really i really sit with it i really think about it and uh as we have done the podcast we've talked a lot about how a lot of letting a lot of the way we've let go of those like self-righteous for want of a better word uh perspective on that stuff has come with just maturity. I've just been like, well, Mm -hmm. people have different takes on things and different tastes, and I'm not going to force my opinion on somebody, certainly when it comes to taste. You know, not everybody likes the same thing. But what you're describing is is not just like immaturity I've sort of let go, but what you're describing is like a fundamental kind of perspective on, on creativity and art. So I have a couple of questions. One is yeah. one is that in spite of that, you still, what's funny and sort of curious to me is that in spite of the fact that you're like, it's in me sort of internally and it's been there for a long time. You still are like, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because, well, because everybody is yeah. like the, that, like, this is the most special thing. Everybody has to know how special yeah. this is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it just a I, I reflection think, of yourself against sort of society, you know, like that norm? I don't know. I mean, that's,
2: that is to me the question that I'm like, I worry about. I'm just mm-hmm. like, is this weird? Um, I, I can't tell. I can't tell if it's like a unique circumstance or I'm like, yeah, I really don't know. I, 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 I have. I think I think in times when I'm not feeling great, I'm like, should I like and hate shit more? Mm-hmm. but I, I don't know I yeah it, it but it, it is I think not a a normal like I recognize that it is not normal. I am I am a person for whom like um, poetry tends not to land at all because I am not a person that's like look at that sentence, look at that mm-hmm. couplet. Like, I, I just do not resonate. And I also don't really, like, I think I used to more as a kid. But it's like when I read, actually, when I was a little kid, I could, I could, like, almost with photographic memory, like, remember specific passages. Like, in terms of, like, where they sat in the physical book. Mm. So I'm like, I just remember, like, oh, this is, like, about a third of the way in. It was on the lower right-hand side of the my printing now, of this now you're
0: speaking our language yeah yeah,
2: yeah. but it's just like like it, was, it got very like and then like that just like disappeared at some point i don't remember when and now i'm just like yeah i got a sense that i like this and i when i revisit it but i i'm like not um detail oriented in terms of like the things that really like Sing to me, but that being said, mm-hmm. like I remember that Barry and Levon sketch. Right. Like,
0: <laughs> well, part part of it <laughs> is because you remember the just... rhythms
2: with the original music, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and without being sped <laughs> <Yeah>. up.
1: <laughs>
0: part of it is just your brain. You're smart, so you you know you you catalog and remember. Maybe, but I guess, yeah. I guess my my next question is, and
3: it,
0: as we often like, ca- you know, like what's the word, uh, uh qualify They're like we recognize how up our own butthole we're being about this, <laughs> but it's also what we do sometimes on the show. And yeah. Um, do you feel any sense of like calm because you don't <laughs> feel those highs and lows? You um,
2: know? I mean, I guess I must like, mm-hmm. I that that is the thing. It's like I I don't like, you know. And until I, I guess it was like having a lot of self reflection time, um, early, you know, before getting vaccinated, um, I think that started to crack into that. Like, is there something wrong with me? Because it, it isn't something that I like sat around and thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a little <laughs> bit like. Where people um, ever saying, would...
0: like, you're fucking weird and you're fucked up and why don't you love this and things like yeah.
2: that? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I, it's not as much like, like, I just like, because I'm also like, like, almost by the nature of it, I don't express a lot of opinions about shit like that. I'm like, ah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Literally right now, as we're talking, my iMessage is blowing up with this, uh, this group chat that I'm on which is like these like comedy people like weighing in on everything. I think it's the Batman right now, actually. And I truly, I'm like, my answer is when I see the Batman, I'm probably going to be like, "Eh, it's fine. (laughs) You know, um, there, it's just like, it's like, yeah. So, so I, I wonder if I have like a passion deficiency. Um, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't, Often it just doesn't like bother me very much. Like I'm just like you know, and I think it's just like the nature of what I'm describing is like, you know, I'm unbothered about being unbothered. I think the reason
0: I'm I'm so curious about it is like what you're thinking of as like potentially a passion deficiency. What an awesome way to put it. Yeah, Um, love that. Is. Is also like, yeah, but also aren't we all sort of aiming for that? you know, like aren't we isn't that serenity, you know where you're yeah. not where you're not you, like I don't know that's just like like what you just your your articulation of like having a body of work <laughs> and that it being like a flow was really thoughtful because it felt like, yeah, therefore you don't get hung up on feeling like I have to perfect this one. I have to yeah. tighten the screws on this one piece of work, and then I never put out the manuscript or finish the painting. Yeah. You know?
1: Perfect is the I death think... of good.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's definitely... That's, like, the thing I say all the time. Um, and that tends to be how I... Actually, like, when I'm writing characters, like, I always have a character who has that problem. Mm-hmm. Like, the the over-perfect. over, over mm. perfect. Um, I don't know if that you know, potentially that also comes with like a little more security in like right now I'm like mostly comedy writing. So it's like, you know, now that I know I'm like good enough to work in that world, like there is a part of me that's a little, I think less like hung up on needing it to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I'd like for it to be amazing. Sure. Um, but, like, but you realize what a
1: bar I, that
2: is—that
1: is unachievable. Yeah. Well, and also,
2: talk. it's both like unachievable, but also like the methods for forcing something to quote be amazing don't really work. I mm. guess. Like it's just like you know, and maybe I just ha- I'm missing something. But I also think I've made things that are like pretty good, um, you know. So so yeah, I don't know. I don't. I feel like there's just like possibly. Some I think it's good, I think it's good for my my health that that is how I think about my own work, um, but I do find it like i find I worry that I'm missing something in terms of joy um with K- with shit that is people you know i don't i I genuinely like the way even when you guys were describing what this podcast is, I was like, huh, I don't think I have that for anything. Well, let's abstract it
0: for a sec and say. Has there? these are the things that occur to me that people get really passionate about, right? Food. Yeah. Like, oh, that meal from that place. The best, yeah. right? Romance and sex. Yeah. Like, oh, I was so... I had the biggest crush on that person. I couldn't... I was crazy. It made me crazy, right? Or like the sex with that person was incredible, right? Yeah. And if you're over like 60, man, I had the took the best dump.
2: Yeah. I... <laughs>
0: Finally, it was like it was like a week. Um, It's all it's all bodily
2: function. It's all body. Yeah, you're all yeah. It's all music. Music would be
0: another one. Yeah, where it's like that album is so powerful. It's like my favorite favorites. It's like having favorites. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I don't think I have. I don't know. Yeah, definitely I do. Definitely do not have that with food. I think um, unless I'm feeding it to. (laughs) yeah, exactly. No, one one thing I I remember um there's there's a very expensive restaurant in Los Angeles called Providence that I have been I was taken to one time by my aunt. Um and it's I don't know however many hundreds of dollars to go there, but like quite expensive. Um and I remember thinking I'd rather go to this like medium end sushi place that I like a lot ten times than go to this place once. Um, so, so that is where I'm at. Like, like, however, like exquisite, like craft is, um, it it is not for me. It's not the thing that I love, but I like the idea of like, oh, I could go to, you know, a sushi place that I like a lot for whatever, maybe basically a year for this meal. Right. And I would much rather do that.
1: Um, that was dirt candy in New York, which is like a super fancy vegetarian restaurant. And I remember right. both yeah. me and my wife were just like, or there's that yeah. vegan dim sum place in yeah, flushing that was like one exactly. quarter of this. Yeah. Less me yeah. was banging. Oh yeah. man.
2: But, and, and I think I have that same relationship with, uh, I was, I was uh, talking about this uh, the other day and like a thing I never responded to that I think is like not, well whatever it's not the most normal is like i don't have like a very loving relationship with craft um the example i was thinking of is you know when you're in, when you're in like in art school or art school ish places there's a lot of talk about like brushwork mm. or like this kind of shit and i'm like and you see it online a lot with like discussions uh you know lay people or less informed like takes on art like what is so good about this you know uh you see it a lot on instagram because it's like you you know it's to me the the thing that makes drives me crazy is they like this camera took this picture Hmm. or like you know this like like there's sort of a gearhead element that I, you know obviously music is like big on that but there's it was just like like the brushwork thing always drove me crazy it's like what what in what world does like the way a paintbrush moved or even worse the way a paintbrush was constructed <laughs> say something to you right. like what does that fucking say um and like if you are so interested in that like you know, you're just a, you just appreciate the like brush, Go into brush like, manufacturing. Go brush manufacturing.
1: open up a factory.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I'm just like, what is what is it that you love about this painting? Like truly, but it, it was that like that I think was a realization I had. I'm just gonna air out. This is this is my rant when I got a little drunk at Passover last <laughs> week, because um, a friend of a friend who wasn't there uh, one time said a thing that made me truly question like what do i even like uh but you know it was it was with a bunch of like very like music school people and our uh, our mutual friend had once described to me loving the band Stereolab because the women's voices are and this is a direct quote that drives me fucking crazy almost perfect tone generators um you know as in like they sing sort of like kind of like affectless and flat and like you know he's a guy who's like i think he would say his favorite band is Kraftwerk, so it's like that kind of like computer techno kind of thing but i was like you're describing a fucking tuning fork like what are you talking about your your favorite thing about this music is that it's bah. like mm-hmm. what is wrong with you um but i think that's like very common in people who like have a relationship to art not very common but it's a thing you hear it's like it is that the one perfect shot of it it's -hmm. the people that think like one frame says something in a motion picture and honestly it doesn't and it shouldn't like Mm -hmm. like the point of multiple frames of the fourth dimension of like things moving in time is that it adds more to it it's the same people that think like a caption is really important um for a or, sorry, it's the opposite, but it's another pet peeve. is like this caption needs to say something about a photograph. Like, context of what the piece is means something. And But it's like, that's how you create a thing. Like, you, you have to, like, take all the pieces of it to get to a human emotion, right. I think. Yeah. Right. Or you have to be like, you know what's great about Cy Twombly? The brushwork. Right. Well, I think that's the beauty. I mean, hearing that, or the roller right. work, right?
1: Hearing that, I'm like, okay, right. So that's the product of art school. Just because it gave, but that, because it gave you both, uh, what you you just told us also was some of the most appreciation of art that you gave in this entire talk. Like, of your explanation of when it works. And I was like, yeah, that is exactly it, Andrew. Like, that's a beautiful summary combined with a reaction, too, because you're an adult and you can have multiple feelings. Yeah. That it's like, also, the brushwork <laughs> part can be fucking ridiculous. Chill out. Like, because right. on my end, yeah. it's like, well, yeah, I'm a musician, but I come from like the punk world. So it was like a reaction to the kind of anti craft of it would be like, no, no, I mm-hmm. think there's sometimes a fun in like, the, the, the punks I know who take the time in yeah. their craft. So, like, Mark mm-hmm. McCoy, who's an artist from this band Das Oath we toured with and Charles Bronson. But he makes this, like, crazy, intricate line work art that takes him, like, months upon months for these punk records, mm-hmm. basically, and for his his art shows. And part of why I like it is, like, he's doing it out of a world where it's supposed to be. Ugh, we're just doing this. It's just punk. Mm-hmm. It's just about the energy. Mm-hmm. Like, equipment's stupid. Like, don't be proud mm-hmm. of what you're doing, and I'm like, well, no, like, find the in between. Like, you can recognize this is dumb, but also, yeah, sometimes it's nice to put a little craft in, but also, don't get so far up your own butt where you're just becoming a well, weird tech nerd. Like, because the I, brushwork yeah, I, is I a think tech that's nerd. It. The brushwork is like, oh, yeah, right, dude.
2: I, I think what I mean though is like, the brushwork is a means to an end. Right. And loving the means, whatever it is like like so so like the reason like you know even the thing you just described like has resonance it's not because it took a long time
1: mm-hmm. it's
2: because the only way to do this thing is to do it this yeah. way um for whatever reason, but it's the thing it should be the thing that you like, right. not the way it was made, I think I'm just like you Can know I say i it, the,
1: i that. The best might be or not to put the best on it, but is like combining both that there's a touch upon like, oh, there's something interesting. Like not to pull into my world, but like uh, but like when you were on the can canyon, and we talked about over the top, like I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. I love this conversation. It's why I do this, because it's like it it resonates with me so much. I don't know why Mm -hmm. it shouldn't resonate (laughs) as much as it did. I watched it two days ago. You thought it was fun enough to watch, but it didn't resonate with you. But also, <laughs> right, right, part right. of why it resonates is both. It goes with to me with genre and exploitation film of why I love it. It's like the weird process to get there can feed yes. into the, the the story to some but, extent.
2: Uh, yeah, I think we're. I'm. I'm not. Correctly describing what I'm talking about, I, I might guess. not be correctly like, hearing you, Andrew. <laughs> well, well, because what I mean is that it's not that craft doesn't matter; it's just that like craft has to say something to matter. So, like, like Michael Mann shooting everything on video um, is not—it's not like interesting that it's digital video to me. It's interesting because digital video makes you feel like. Mm-hmm specifically like one era of the 90s and 2000s yeah. and it also like makes you feel like security cameras and like it means something but just the fact of i mean you know the the very annoying converse of this is like the like oh this is better because i shot it on film right. i fucking hate that right like it's just like i went really to really the school. film the, you didn't, you didn't shoot film, a good movie on film yes 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 the film the film itself the fucking plastic and silver halides that's the important thing you think the thing that's nice about this movie is the little fucking tiny grains of silver that got dyed like what are you what is fucking wrong with you that that is the thing that matters like sure the app but then it's like the act of shooting on film makes you shoot slower and more deliberately but like It's not good because it's film. It's good because you shot a movie that was slower and more deliberately constructed, even if not, like, created. Like, you know, that's not the result. But, like, yes. So it does things, and I'm not saying there's no reason to choose the tool that you want, but, like, the, the adulation of the tool specifically is to me where I'm like, this is so empty.
1: That Passover story is also fun because it, like... (laughs) It's it's a good example of this where like sometimes it's just like you don't realize you just told me so much about you. That like guy (laughs) who loves this tonality of singing. Where it's just like, Oh, so you're basically just sitting there going, Angie, you know what is the interesting part about me is I'm a robot. I'm a robot who has diodes
2: for a heart, yeah. Uh. Do you know what my favorite music is when the air conditioning's a little fucked up <laughs> yeah. and it just makes right. a, lo- a thin wine,
0: <laughs> right. which is honestly, if we were sitting with Brian, you know, he might say that. You know, I,
1: I, um, I look, but, look at I have plenty of those records as well. Like, but yeah. see, yeah.
2: see, I, I I do think like like the artists I think and hope like even if they're like and look, maybe I'm just like you know not hearing the shorthand because hopefully what it means is like what even my friend right his shorthand of like it's almost perfect tone generators what it should mean is like i have a cold relationship to the world and i like this feeling of listening to this like music that has this like kind of space age like very clean 60s feel or whatever i hope that's what he's saying i imagine it is because it's not like Again, he doesn't sit around listening to Tuning Forks, which is like what nominally this would mean. Um, But I do think it's like we live in a, especially in a creative culture, like the film school of it, the art school of it, where people get rewarded for that shorthand, which I just think is like so empty.
1: There's a world of synth music.
2: And I love synth music a
1: lot. Uh, All Like in a lot of 70s and commish replicate, but there's a lot of new stuff that is like, the record you gave me is about the fetishization of the list of analog synths you bought and owned. And it's yeah. like, and then and then I'll listen to like the ambient record they made with the like list they gave me and talking about like, well, I put an LFO envelope on it and then I did this and I used a specific Lin drum that John Carpenter used. And then I'll hear it and I'll be like, yeah, I made an ambient record on GarageBand and I picked yeah. my, set, my sets and I t- tweaked them like a second and then came up with something that I think had like heart to it. And then you're sitting there like creaming your jeans over your expensive yeah. sense. And there's no soul in your ambient record or your new age record. Yeah.
2: There's no riff. It's just, yeah, I or can like, hold down some keys. I'm, I'm missing it and I don't get yeah. it. And actually speaking speaking of all that, one of one of the probably the last pieces of music I really did respond to was for some just worst reason it it truly must have been like september of 2020 i got the soundtrack to the thing and it follows on vinyl
1: the things beautiful soundtrack
2: but you know i live by myself i was like deepest (laughs) into the like like not really seeing people and like you know kind of burnt out on talking to people on Zoom and whatever, like, occasionally going to someone's yard. So, like, sitting by myself, reading, like, Parable of the Sower and listening to the fucking, like, soundtrack to the thing. Were you
1: cosplaying (laughs) as me? What was going on? (laughs) No,
2: but it was, it was horrible. It was truly, I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is just like, so it's like, so evocative of just this like dread, but like for why, what am I doing? But at least, but that's what I mean. It's like, but I didn't come out of that thinking like, you know what, you know, what's important to me or not important to me since.
0: What's like i was just like yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah i was like this is dread i'm living in dread i'm amplifying it with <laughs> this like music it's the
1: part people miss in john carpenter and ennio morricone stuff is that like there's like they created a palpable sense of dread they created a a, a tone like a, a feeling an emotion out of a sequential yeah. circuits, profit six hundred original MIDI, blah 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 using a lintra <laughs> like it's like look I love looking at that too. But you put it in front of me and I'm just like alright, I don't want to any more knobs. Like I just want to yeah, get like I a tone that is my heart right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't wanna I don't want to oversimplify what it, what you're describing, but what it sounds like to me is you have uh, you've kind of like a, a real reaction to pretense because if someone Maybe. if someone was talking about Serial Lab and said like I like Stereo Lab and then you said like Well, what do you like about them and they're like uh, It's nerdy and and they and they ab they took that pretense out of it and they're like This is just the way they construct yeah. songs is like I, I'm a music nerd and there's a way that they do things that's very the composition yeah, really resonates with me yeah and then you if you pursued it and they said there's this thing that they do and the way that they sing is like I would feel that I feel that way about when people talk about Comedy and when people talk about music too, yeah. Because, like, I remember talking to my sister in law at some point about. Um, she watches. Uh, uh, master classes, you know that master class series. She watches those for interior design, and she's not interested in being becoming a designer or anything. But she finds mm-hmm. them really like relaxing and like mm-hmm, like there's something really satisfying, and they don't appeal to me at all, but that there's something that she connects to be, and they're super nerdy and talk about like up your own butt. Like it's just people saying like, when I do this, I do it like this and I use <laughs> this kind of stuff and these textures and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and she's just like, yeah, it's just, I just like hearing people talk about their craft. Yeah. In this way.
2: But, but that but it's, I, though I yeah sorry go ahead.
0: So I just think like what you're describing is when someone isn't self-aware, yeah, of why they they connect yeah. with the thing,
2: you know. Right. I I think that's it. It's just it's it's we're so badly trained on how to talk about art, mm-hmm. um, because it's like any you know one one uh again this is from uh photo my photo class that i really liked was one i think the only book we had we didn't have any technical stuff ever in in the whole curriculum because it's also like i think like photo programs milk that it's not that hard you can like fucking accomplish anything given enough time like the skill of the technical skill of photography is just like doing it quickly enough to to do it a lot of times, but you can, you know, you're in the dark room. You can make anything, anything, um, eventually given enough time. You can make it what you want. Um, so the only book we had was, um, a book by, uh, John Sharkovsky, 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 um, called looking at photographs. He was like a curator at MoMA and it was just 51 page essays and 50 photographs. And it was just, what's good about this picture? Basically. If, if you, You know and it was like all it was like a a survey so it was just like you know all types of photography um and i really liked that book because it it is like um it's just it is uses language that is not jargony and it isn't about like sometimes there's a little bit of history in it but it's not it's just like what does this do what is this photograph actually doing um and, and I think that was good training for me, but also really put my brain into a place like, yeah. So, so, uh, you know, this, this stereo lab example that I'm really beating up on this person, <laughs> uh, who, who I doubt will listen to this. So I think it's fine, but, um, is like, you know, it, it's like, so the argument probably is this person was simply not trained enough to say, I like stereo lab. Their voices are almost perfect tone generators. And he, you know, lived in a world where that was a mic drop thing to say, as opposed to like, in my opinion, that's like, just barely cracking the door on what (laughs) you need to express. Like, it's like, and yes, and and then, you know, all the things we said before, like, I like, uh, you know, the iciness creates this feeling or whatever, you know, those, those are, to me, the only important things as opposed to all this other shit. Like the, I I like the brushwork, you know, laughing
0: because... (laughs) So it's when it's when somebody is so outside your world, and they say something like that, where you're like, "Where they?" I like that you described it as like a mic drop kind of statement. But uh, you know, my partners in have worked in coffee for a long time, and there was one time when, do you know what an AirPod is? It's like it's like one of those giant thermoses that'll be at like a like a catered event, and you you like oh sure sure the top part oh. Um, And it's like it's it doesn't brew coffee just as how you serve it. And and he was standing there and he was like, AirPods are the editors of coffee. And (laughs) and I was like, (laughs) first of all, you're too stoned. Second of all, it was like, who cares? Like the coffee is good. (laughs) It's still excellent coffee. Like we're drinking the best coffee. But his point was like it takes it subtracts all these flavors and like notes from the coffee and he's right probably but it was like mm-hmm. you're talking to the wrong yeah read the room yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah
1: um, yeah and maybe that's i a... mean that's why i'll set up certain people that i send things that i would have tweeted or got it like in just <laughs> like yesterday to john murray friend of the show i was like i don't know why i'm i think i know why i'm sending this to you but it was off of something i was saying somewhere else and i was just like I don't even know if it makes sense. Neil deGrasse Tyson Mm -hmm. is the Rex Reed of scientists. (laughs) (laughs) And then he just laughed and goes, yeah, that works. I was like, good. I just want to make sure, just because I was like, God, Neil deGrasse Tyson can sometimes be a real pain in the butt and I was like Rex Reed was a real pain in the butt like as a a movie reviewer
2: (laughs) Oh, like this Rex Reed I know because he was always
1: like the the salty take (laughs) he would just be like I'll tell you what's wrong with this Uh, but I was like he
0: always reminded me of this is a weird sorry to tangent (laughs) no I was just gonna say I didn't need to put
1: that out to the world by the way that was why (laughs) I was like and most of us (laughs) maybe need to be like do I need to put this out in the world or do I need to just send this to Andrew or send this to Nate and then move On. <laughs> please, please right, right. Send right.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. I was going to say that Rex Reed always. Rem- Do you remember when um, Tony Curtis would show up on the Flintstones?
1: Yes. And I was like, who the that, hell is he Tony Curtis like this Rex charming looking? Yes. Because <laughs> he had that fro. He had that. Because f- he had this sparkle. Yeah.
0: The sparkle in the eyes. Yeah. And he had that same hairdo. Um,
1: have I talked about, and stop me if I have, Nate, the made for TV movie. That starred the dad from the Brady Bunch, and he had a secret family. And the main thing, and I need someone at What's That From? Fans to find this for me. But the, it was like he had a secret family, and when he was like with his rich family, he would have like like an, a sixties part, like it would be like mm-hmm. plastered down. When he'd go to his second family, who knew about his first family, in this made-for-TV movie, <sighs> he would basically give himself a perm. And I remember at the Weird. time being a kid with curly hair, being like, that is so complicated to get curly <laughs> hair. Every time you got to be like, oh, fuck, I got to go run of my second family who's hidden. Let me stop by the hairdresser was
0: ever. <laughs> was there a scene where he was on a date with one wife and then it was no. Halloween <laughs> yes. and he was on a date with the other wife he and the himself. other He it. split himself. And he had to change the, <laughs> the outfit.
1: <Yes>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Andrew, I want to be sensitive to your time here.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I was going to say, I I probably have about 10 more minutes. No problem, no problem. Okay. Um, Well, let's wrap it up. I think, needless to say, we're going to call this episode The Art of the Craft (laughs) Andrew T. (laughs) Masterclass. The Art of the Craft. And it'll be be
1: the masterclass, yeah. (laughs) Well, because I do think, like, just to go, just quickly to connect and then go to your remember Nate. But, like, I was just thinking, like, as you also were talking, it was like... Going back to the stand-up is, like, sometimes that then also gets pulled into the conversation of just, like, but the way they attacked that stand-up special was so interesting. And, like, mm, the craft yeah. of how it was yeah, shot. And yeah. this thing. and then I'll watch it and be like, okay. Yeah. I, I, like, one, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, one, the material was fine. uh, Not yeah. enough for me. And then, two, most of the time, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, if you never watched a movie before, like, this yeah, would be yeah. impressive, <laughs> like... Yeah. It's a little bit of like my snobby version of where I was like, yeah, I get liking Stranger Things a lot. If you've never watched the things that it got influenced, yeah, by. yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, that are just better. Like you know, just kind of yeah. fun, more fun to watch a John Carpenter movie than Stranger Things to me. But uh, it's not
2: like shitting. Well, or it. or it's probably both right. because it's like the thing is, it's like the reason Stranger Things should be resonant is because it talks about the feeling that you had when you watched, you know, those Amblin movies sure. or John Carpenter movies or whatever. Like, I, I think that's, that's fine, but it, I think it's just like, it's the like stopping at just the reference yes. is, is, we're just like, well... What it, just? What is this? Mm-hmm. You just said mm-hmm. this looks, looks like a, you made an analogy. <laughs> I don't know. It's like an SAT like, okay. question
1: of nostalgia.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just like okay, sure, but like I just thinking that's enough. Um, and again, I think it's more in the way that people talk yeah. about it because I think you still yeah. the people are feeling these emotions. They're just not like cur- able to describe them in a way. Um, I mean, there's just maybe nothing. That, that's where the shorthand. There's hand, just maybe
1: nothing yeah. I like more. In the world, then, like, spending, like, two hours talking about <laughs> bullshit comedy or over-the-top equivalent, mm-hmm. and then also right at the mm-hmm. end being like, I don't know, it's probably all pointless anyway. Yeah, like, no, honestly, none of it matters. None yeah. of it matters. It's well, just yeah, fun just, to yell about yeah, yeah. this stuff for a while. <laughs> for sure. Versus everyone, like, uh, it just feels like it ends up becoming like, well, everyone else seems to be like, no. That's where it starts and stops, is the Batman yeah, is the best, maybe that's it, yeah. and I can't understand why we need another Batman origin story, or why we don't, and not understanding that, well, this one is made for new kids, and there was a yeah. decision made by lawyers, and I don't know what to tell also, you. Also,
2: Adam, Adam West probably feels oh, like he's... the... The, that's the spirit of the Batman. Yes, that's when he
1: really nailed it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think.
2: And look Maybe. well. Maybe? I what, a, what a pilot, huh, Maybe.
1: though? Look well. Faster. Sir?
2: Fast. Race. There's an auto race in town, isn't there? That's right, oh. sir. The L.A. Grand Prix is here Sunday. Car thieves. Outrunning the police. High speeds. Expert drivers attracted to. Grand Prix. Mr. Lookwell. Are you all right? Jason, how do you feel about portraying a pit crew mechanic? <laughs> what do you mean, Mr. Lookwell? Let's just say that you and I are going to do a little Grand Prix auto racing.
0: No, you can't come in. You are not in the
2: race. Tell him I'm Dash Carlisle, world-renowned auto racer. He's Dash Carlisle. He's no, World you're Carlisle. not. You're not on the list, and there was no such person. Now, I am tired. I don't of even know it what that a, is. It was yeah. a Conan.
1: Right, Nate? It was Conan wrote yeah, it and yeah, directed yeah, yeah. it, and it was Adam West as a detective, but a TV detective oh. uh, who was trying to be yeah. a real detective. <laughs> uh, it was a fun That's pilot. It was a good one. Yeah. Oh.
0: It's like, it, it's it's in the lore of, or in the, like, lost, ama- like, special pilots, like Heat, Heat Wave and Jack. Jack. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Um. There was like I, I went to like a pilot. Fa- Never mind. We could. We're gonna. We're gonna go down a whole other road, and, and we're trying to. We're trying to wind it up. Um, I mean, but what, I, what
1: we are saying mm. ultimately wind is it out. We gotta wind that puppy out. <laughs> when you're talking the wind art of craft, up. craft wind it up it and out. art yes. it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, all. I mean, honestly, my biggest summary of this is Andrew thought you thought you'd be the raw guest. And you are the number one right guest for yeah. exactly what we we'll do see. on this.
2: I'm, ha- I'm happy to. We'll see what the the listeners have. To no, say. no, it's perfect. It's and if people own, don't uh... like it,
1: they're idiots. Um, yeah, exactly. And you don't get art because the the yes, nice part it. about Andrew's voice is <laughs> yes. it's like a tuning <laughs> fork for an hour. And a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
2: It is so the median by which
1: all art shall
2: be gauged. <laughs> it is uh, hard because honestly, yeah. though, while you were also yeah.
1: describing that, I was like, I, Steely Dan is like a band that I like used to not care as much about. <laughs> but then when you watch the behind the music and how ridiculous they are in the perfectionist mm-hmm. craft of it, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. It is hard that Michael McDonald's like harmonized with himself <laughs> on
2: peg. But- But it's not. But but I think that's. It's still just like that's not what made the music good.
1: It's still a killer song. is still a killer song. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But you don't. Yeah. Regardless of that, it doesn't like. It can even add something to it, but it can't be what it is. It just adds Mm -hmm. to it that they they were
1: like don't slap and pop on the bass, so the bass player put up a a wall and did it anyways yeah. and then they're like yeah. that was pretty cool it's like i got you <laughs> you got screwed <laughs> <laughs> that's the key to art trick people <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i like think we figured yes. it out the art of the craft trick fuckers <laughs> just just Andrew, this, was,
2: this was awesome it was awesome i really oh. appreciate you taking the time yeah man of course, no. Thanks for thanks for having me. This is as advertised. You're right. You were right. You said on the email. Like sometimes people, we just get talking. I completely lost track of the time, but no. This is this has been wonderful, Thank you, buddy.
0: I'm uh, glad to have you here, and uh, I think we figured some shit out. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, podcast. But over. it does. It it's joke. We're joking, but it it is like often we end up just going like, yeah. I guess none of it really like some things. As Dave Holmes said on some things matter. You know, like, yeah, people can yeah. yell if they want to yell, like, and people can yeah. talk about their tuning forks if they want to. <laughs> and we can be like, Whatever. yeah, that's true. too. You know, like, yeah, yes. yes, 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 yes. Um, but that's why that's to Jeff's point. Like, it's why it, it's nice to talk to you because it's like, yeah, there's this perspective too, where you can just be like, look, it's all what you don't need to like, think about think. the breaststroke, you know, yeah. like,
2: yeah, um, really. And definitely don't tell
0: me
1: about it if you yeah. are.
2: <laughs> Fair keep, enough. Keep
1: this shit to yourself, people. Jesus Fair Christ. Enough.
2: That I, I genuinely maybe that's where I'm at. I'm like I don't give a shit. But but don't pretend like I should give a shit the way you give a shit. Thank you. I don't do that to people. That might be
1: the biggest summary here, honestly. And Nate, that's like a like don't tell me about recommended shows like sort of thing. Like in a lot of like <laughs> yes. it's, that's beautiful. That is the summary yeah. of the show. It's just like just don't tell me it's about a, it just enjoy yeah, your I think, shit on I your think, own. <laughs> you know
0: what's great about andrew's stand-up special oh. was that, that like he really pointed out
1: <laughs> no how, one <laughs> the way it's shot it is put together beautifully there's like one perfect shot in Ooh, that special that the lens, lens. Oh, he's, the using lens. he's using this anamorphic cordless sennheiser oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just beautiful and it's like and he just I lays it out like his opinions are are facts and that's just you deal with it oh the sunglasses are back on he's pulling back deal with it (laughs) I'm dealing with it deal with it bro Um, deal with it that was awesome